This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I was thinking about something that Vaughn Palmer had told us about earlier, how something as simple as, you know, BC ferries doing public consultation had to be moved online because someone made threats, physical threats against the BC Ferries employees. I mean, that's kind of where we are at these days, which is so sad. So is it any wonder that people are reluctant to put themselves out there for things like public service? And that's what political office is, right? It's public service. It's not all about ideologies and taking sides. And a great example of that, actually, is our next story. Now, Rob Shaw brought it to our attention last week, but we wanted to talk more about it. Uh, one of those instances where people reach across the aisle to solve a problem. So joining us now is Selena Robinson, Minister of Post-Secondary and Future Skills for the NDP, and also joining us, Eleanor Sturko, Shadow Minister for Mental Health and Addictions and Recovery for BC United. Two parties, but they were on a mission together recently. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. So nice and to good get. Good morning, Selena. <laughs> good morning, y'all. You know, people like to hear about this kind of stuff, which is why we really wanted to have both of you on to talk about it. Uh, Selena, I'm going to start with you. You were getting some some disturbing threats at your constituency office. Is that right? Yeah, I was getting I was getting emails that had in the subject line, "I will kill you, Selena Robinson," in all caps. Very alarming. Um, and then they it escalated after a few weeks. Uh, with a, a, a very vulgar description about how they would kill me um, and uh, I was certainly alarmed uh, and reached out to our protocols at the time, which were a little, I would say, on the thin side. They've since been beefed up and uh, supported, and I want to thank Elle for helping to move that forward. Um, and recently, this person was um, was contacted, uh, and uh, we finally received photographs so that we feel a little bit safer um, knowing who this, this person is. Okay, but first off, let me ask you, how common is it to get threats like that? Um, well, I mean... It's becoming more common, unfortunately. I think people feel like it's uh, permissible to uh, viciously uh, and verbally assault, uh, because it is an assault to send emails like that. Um, We certainly see it happen to Christopher Freeland um, and to others um, who put themselves forward for public service. It's becoming more frequent, unfortunately. So, Eleanor, were you also getting similar threats like that? I actually didn't receive my threat from the same person like that until it, I think Selena unfortunately had received threats for a couple of months before that, which is why actually when I received a threat for the first time, and then I think they just, I it wasn't intentionally told necessarily that it was uh, Selena also receiving it, but one of the people sort of let it slip that Selena and maybe another MLA female was also getting um, contacted and threatened. And so I, just took it upon myself to contact Selena and find out more information, knowing, I mean, from my policing background, I wanted these files put together um, because, you know, it adds strength to um, the investigation. And and because of the nature of um, what was said to me and also what I found out was said to Selena, it was very similar coming from the same email addresses. There was a lot of evidence to suggest the same person. And I just was like, you know what, just blocking these emails isn't enough. Um, and frankly, it really 
ticked me off to know that someone had been allowed to continue for weeks and weeks to utter these type of threats, which is a crime. Uttering threats is illegal. Um, to hear uh, that that had happened and this person basically was continuing with impunity really ticked me off. <laughs> and so I wanted to reach out to Selena and do whatever I could to make sure that we um, identified and that this person was brought to justice. Right. But see, you touched on an important point there is that you knew how to bring this to the attention of authorities, but with the right language and in the right way to make it suddenly somebody would pay attention to it. Like it changed, Eleanor, when you got involved. Well, part of it, I think, too, is making sure that those in the legislature, and I have to say that, you know, um, overall, I'm pleased with the way that they've responded once we sort of talked about our concerns and, and why it's important for us to not just block these emails, but also to pursue individuals who are committing this crime, because it's actually a I mean, this sounds like overly dramatic, but it is a threat to our democracy when we have people that feel that they can't participate in our democratic process and they don't want to become candidates because they feel they'll be intimidated or threatened. And so this is like of the utmost importance that especially in the work that Selena and I are doing that people feel like they have that safety. So you're right. I did have experience like investigating actually these type of cases myself, but I know that they're also incredibly complex because they involved um, having to get production orders and having to get warrants to obtain information and it takes time. Right, but, but it's doable. I, I That's was, the thing. It is, it is doable. doable. And so, Selena, Absolutely. I want to ask you, was it frustrating? Like you've probably gotten threats or people being nasty in the past. And has there felt like in the past, perhaps it was like, well, what are you going to do about it? Well, and it, it, that's exactly right to me. I think part of the problem that we have is we think, we think that these um, are harmless. But they, over time, they add up. So I was really concerned, and all I have talked about this, like our staff are the ones who are receiving them. I mean, they're, they're geared to me, but I have people who, you know, respond for, to emails um, during the day and identify ones that I need to respond to, and we work together as a team. So they were giving this barrage, and sometimes it was a dozen or 15 a day that would come in, and it was in the subject line. And every time that happens, you get a shot of adrenaline, and my staff are being traumatized. And the way I characterize it, you can imagine if someone was banging on my window of my community office incessantly, incessantly. I promise you the police would be there to move that person away and to deal with it. This is no different. They were literally banging on my email window incessantly. And my staff had no tools to deal with it. They couldn't find this person. Uh, And it becomes um, really challenging. And even though the email got blocked, this person would change their email address and circumvent the blocking. So it was it was just really continual. It would stop for two weeks, and then it would start up again. Um, and so we need to take these things seriously. And it does have impact on people. It is very traumatizing to receive threats like that. Oh, listen, I can sympathize because that <laughs> we are no stranger to that uh, yeah. in, in this line of work as well. And so that's happened. So, uh, Selena, I'm going to ask both of you this question, but I'll start with you. Are you confident that if this were to happen again to another person in your position in another constituency office, that it would be dealt with differently, though, because of all the attention this case has gotten? Uh, first of all, absolutely. And I think, again, our protective services and legislative protective services, I think, have learned. I mean, L was really great at helping with the, R- with the RCMP and moving that forward. Um, and I was able to reach out to our legislative protective services to say, OK, this isn't good enough and really 
push them and work with them to find a system that worked better because it really felt like there wasn't a, a great protocol. So we have better protocols in place. Um, I've already just had a chat with the, um, the Attorney General with Nikki Sharma yesterday about this around we need to have a conversation. Um, and I'm hoping that we can gather, and I do believe it's women that get targeted certainly way more than men. Um, and I do hope that the women in the legislature will have a time. We're going to be going to the legislature next week uh, that we can gather together to find out what more we need to do. I've been talking to certainly my colleagues um, on our side of the house around, and I'm learning that others too have experienced this. And so we need to, I think, have better protocols and better conversations about what we are going to do to protect democracy. As, as Al said, um, you know, you put yourself forward, you put yourself out there in public, uh, you want to serve the public, this is public service. Um, but when you have members of the public uh, assault you with threats, um, it becomes uh, very unnerving. And we need to protect our democracy. And this is a way that uh, I think all sides of the House can work together to do that. Eleanor, do you think this has changed things? Will it be dealt with differently now? I think so. And I think just coming forward with Selena and talking about our experience and knowing that it's nonpartisan and that we all support each other and want to help one another um, is an important part of it. And, you know, I, I think that all of us can agree, like, you know, we we're we may be opposition, but we're not enemies. We are colleagues within the chamber. Um, we Both of us have jobs to do. The people who uh, elected Selena have chosen her as their representative, and she has every right to continue serving them and to feel comfortable in her community. And so do I, you know, and, and I think that sort of understanding of the mutual respect that Selena Robinson and Eleanor Sturgo are here at, at, by the wishes of their community and doing the job that is important. And so we need to make sure that we do stand up and, and talk about protecting people and be clear, this isn't about writing me and telling me that you don't like my stand on drug policies or telling me, you know, you just don't like how I talk right. or something. This is These were criminal threats that actually did, even for myself, uh, they impacted me psychologically and caused me to feel uh, significant fear based on what was said to me and said to my staff members. So um, these things need to have consequences. And I think as a result of working together with Selena, we're going to see um, things change. Right. But that's a good point that you make there, Eleanor. And that is, you sure, go ahead. Criticism is one thing. You can have a discussion, but there is a line that shouldn't be crossed. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you know, and it's, it's a clear line. Sorry. And it's a clear and it's a clear line. Yeah. Yeah. Eleanor, any advice for people then if they do feel like we need to talk to police about this? Like, how do you get the police to make sure they take it seriously? Well, I do think that police do take things seriously, but we also have to keep in mind that these can be incredibly complex um, investigations that take time. I know that people have in the past been told there's nothing that we can do. And in certain exactly. circumstances, certain circumstances, it is very difficult to do anything depending on there's a lot of technology out there that can do things like block emails, can spoof numbers, can spoof emails. And these actually are tremendous barriers to investigation. Um, but I think when there is a pathway, when there is an ability for police to find and identify those people, it's important um, that they be held to account. Well, listen, thanks to both of you for being here. It was so important and a really great conversation. Thanks for yeah. having me. My pleasure. And good luck. That is Selena Robinson with the NDP, of course, MLA, Eleanor Sturko, BC United, MLA. But they are united on this topic of fighting back against harassment and violent threats, which they both recently faced.